you know, there's a fine line in, ga- in, in trading from being a professional and being a gambler. And you don't want to cross that line. And I've got a playbook that works, right? I told you we have like a 78. We average around 80% win rate over the last two years with this specific playbook. Do you think it's moving off of your support and resistance level so well because it's been manipulated? I, I would say, you know, someone's behind the movement there. I felt, hey, if I woke up early, you know, I did this stupid morning routine thing. Time right? to trade. And yeah, it's time to trade, right? So there was no way I was leaving the desk without putting a trade on that day, right? <laughs> and you're not a disciplined trader. And I can tell very quickly just by what someone says, what they do off the charts, what their results are looking like on the charts. It's, Spot on. It's no surprise, bro. What's going on, traders? Welcome back to the Day Trading Show. I'm your host, Austin Silver, and I really appreciate you being here. Today, I sit down with Nick Stewart. Nick is a trader based here in Florida, not too far from me. We talk all about his trading gold, his experience there, his live streams that he runs on YouTube, which are very successful. We talk about how Raja Banks influenced his trading. We talk about his most influential trading books. We talk about really everything that has gone into building him into the trader that he is today. You guys are going to love this conversation. Nick is a very down to earth and easy to listen to guy. He's just a typical bro, you know, just one of the boys. But before we get into the conversation, Tradezilla and I have agreed to a very awesome sponsorship. So because you're a listener of the podcast, we want you using Tradezilla to track all of your trades. They've given us a discount code and a special link. I put that in the description to this video wherever you're listening or watching. So if you're not using a trade journal to track your trades and see your stats, Tradezilla will take care of all of that for you. Plus, because you're a listener of the podcast, you save some money with your signup if you use the code and the link down below. So get on Tradezilla. Now enjoy this conversation with Nick Stewart. All right, traders, listen up. Before we continue with today's podcast, I have to share with you some important information because a lot of you come to me asking, how can you help me make more money, Austin? What does that process look like? The simple answer is you join the Black Shirt Club, which is our all-inclusive 12-week trading mentorship program, and you work with me every single day. In the Black Shirt Club, we don't just trade together. You get weekly private coaching sessions. You also get a year for free, that's $550 worth of value, to trade Zella, to track your trades, to journal properly. So we actually have some data to make the adjustments from. But really, I think the bigger overarching thing you get in the Black Shirt Club is accountability and feedback from traders with more experience than you. Those two things alone are worth thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because think about it, you're learning how to make unlimited income and you're saving yourself tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential losses. Remember, when I started trading, I had no mentorship. I lost almost $50,000 in the first two years. If I can save you from losing 50 Gs, how much would you pay me? I want you guys to book a call with me. It's probably flying in up here. The link is in the description. Book a call. It's 10 minutes. It's free. If the Black Shirt Club is something that you're interested in, it is a little bit of a time commitment. It's for serious traders, not brand new people, but you get everything included. Like I said, Tradezilla, my courses included. I'll even give you a month free of ASFX TV. So book a call if this interests you. Let's hop on and see if you're a good fit. It's not for everybody. I am definitely selective in who I allow into the club, but if I think I can make an impact on you after that welcome call, we'll get rolling, we'll get the 12 weeks popping, and we'll get you making more money. Link is down below. Like I said, maybe it flew in above my head. Tap it, book the call, and I'll speak with you guys soon. Again, thank you for being a listener of the podcast. Let's get back to the video. What's up, traders? Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm sitting down with my brother from another mother. It's Nick Stewart. Nick, welcome to the show, bro. Hey, Austin. Listen, man, it's a good day, bro. It's a good day. I'm happy to be here and I uh, appreciate you having me. Dude, 
Absolutely. So for those of you that don't know, Nick is local to me. We're both in Florida in the Tampa area. So today is the first day. If you can't tell in his voice, the heat has broken. It's beautiful. There's no rain, no clouds, right, Nick? It's a beautiful day in Florida today. What a day, man. Just absolutely perfect for all my friends up north. Just sucks to suck. Here today. Right, right, right. <laughs> Eat a dick. All right, nice. <laughs> so we uh, we're going to talk about a lot today, everybody. Nick has some extensive experience in gold, specifically. He has some experience trading live on his YouTube live streams, as maybe some of you guys know him from. But I want to kind of get to know you, Nick, today in a way that maybe is not presented on the internet, since you and I got to hang out uh, off the desk already, which I normally don't get to do with podcast guests. So for us to have already kind of set up a relationship, we already kind of went over some things. I've got some good questions for you today to kind of poke at some things that I think will bring value to our listeners. So listeners, make sure you're subscribed. I'm sure this will not be the last time Nick is on the podcast. We're even talking about doing maybe a meetup here in the Florida, Tampa area this winter, right, Nick? So we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But before we get into that, let's talk first, Nick, about how you got into trading. If you could give us an idea of when did you get introduced and what was the first course or first bit of information that you consumed that kind of got you hooked? Yeah, for sure. So the way I really got introduced to trading is um, I was in a network marketing business for years and that was something I was doing. I was really gung-ho, very committed, very dedicated to and, um, you know, grinded it for a long time and just couldn't quite get the traction that I thought I should be getting right. And you know, it's a tough business, bro. That business is tough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's tough. It's a grind, but man, what was their value in that time spent? But, you know, I seen the vision, you know, in there, I developed the vision. I developed, um, the, the idea of the lifestyle that I wanted to live. So I knew I was going to get it either way. Um, whether it was in that path or if it was another path. And what happened was I started seeing some buddies that were trading and, you know, they started to post some things online and I'm like, Ooh, what is this? You know, I like it. And, you know, obviously in network marketing, you have to deal with people all the time, right? So it's all about building teams and, you know, doing all that good stuff, which is great. But, um, this was an opportunity where it was like, a a, a single man sport right? Where it wasn't a team thing. And I knew that I was willing to put in the work for my dreams and goals. I just needed a track to run on. So once I seen trading, I understood that, hey, if I can get this thing right between me and the markets, then just maybe I can crack the code and I can start to live that life that I'm dreaming of, right? And I knew I didn't have to deal with any people. I knew if I was willing to put in the work, which I was, that I would be able to get to where I wanted to be. So that um that's how trading came about for me man just see why it online though and we, then... let's i want to dive on that just for a second it mm-hmm. is interesting you bring that up why yeah. did you have so much confidence in yourself that you were willing to say i don't want to work with other people anymore i want to work on my own where did that inspiration come from yeah so crazy that you asked that because remember this company and this business i was extremely dedicated to anyone that knows me knows that how how dedicated i was And it got to a point where I would be in one of our meetings and sometimes the actual speaker in the meeting and I was daydreaming about trading and I'm thinking, whoa, like, hold on, you know, like that any other time before that, there was nowhere else in the world I'd rather be than in that meeting at that time in that place with those people. And then all of a sudden I started thinking about trading while I'm in there. I don't want to be here. I want to go see what the guys are doing in the markets. And 
that really led me on a path that I felt like I was being called to that, um, that to, to, you know, step upon that journey. So I had full confidence in it. Again, I was working, working, working and not getting that traction. So I knew I was willing to put in that work, but I just needed a good vehicle that would allow me to present the hustle and, you know, the dedication that I, that I was willing to put in and see a return on it. That's the point I was looking for, because I think a lot of people listening can relate to that. Like they are doing a job in sales or in even network marketing, some people I'm sure, and they're hustling, they're grinding, and they maybe haven't done what you said you did, which is take that motivation and transfer it into a business where you eat what you kill, where you are not reliant upon a firm or someone else to feed you. You Mm -hmm. go out and make your own nut. So I think that's the point I wanted to hit. You nailed it. So, okay. Yeah. Great introduction. I want to speed up the timeline a little bit. Get yeah. get to the part here. When did you place your first trade on gold? Oh, uh, first trade placed on gold was about a little over three years ago. So, okay. and you remember what I told place. you when I met you, right? About gold. Do you remember what I told you about gold traders? Yeah, I remember. But you don't trade gold. Correct. But I told, what did I tell you? Tell everybody. Wait, I don't, which part of you, I thought you told I'm me talking about the part gold. When, when I told you, yeah, I don't trade gold because I've always had a hard time with it. And you were the only person who I see consistently trade gold profitably. Oh Cons- yeah. People you, I, I gave you the, gold. Yeah. I, you don't even remember, bro. I gave you the full flowers on it. Come on. Now it's on I the podcast. Now, so now, now you know what I'm saying, but yeah. that is, it is a true statement. It, guys, even oh, yeah. in my program have struggled to trade the strategies that I teach on gold. Yeah. So I want to talk yeah. to you about that a little bit in detail. Sure. Today. So you placed the first trade three years ago on gold. Yep. 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 And do you remember yep. like what at that time you were learning from or who you were learning, who were you trading with that inspires you to trade gold? Like why gold over a Forex pair? Oh yeah. So yeah, I was trading just regular Forex pairs for quite some time. I was doing a lot of London session and trading the pound, pound, uh, pound, obviously pound yen, which I still trade today and a bunch of other pound pairs. And I really started to want to shift into the New York session. And I was always hearing about gold. So shout out to uh, Raja Banks, because he's the one that really put me onto gold. So I was looking for a place to learn. And I fell upon this guy's stream. And this guy was just talking. And it was just he was he was a good talker, but he he was also making a lot of good points. And he would talk and teach and he really knew how to trade gold. So man, I don't know what it was. But for some reason, it just attracted me to that. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to get good at gold because come on, what was it? The volatility, of, maybe, bro? The volatility, I think how so. much it was and, moving. Yeah. And the fact, kind of like you said, where a lot of people jump ship on gold, they come in, they try it, they, they move out. And I thought, hey, what if I was the best at trading gold? Like, what if I learned this thing and I only focused on gold during the New York session, right? Can I find some consistency in one pair, one time a day? be able to pull the money that I need out of the markets and be done with it. So that's what really attracted me to gold was the volatility uh, and the fact that I can get in and out. And also the fact that no one's really been able to crack the code and stick with it long enough to really enjoy the, the benefits of gold. So patience is one of the things and consistency is what you give credit to how you've been able to make money trading gold. Those two things. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be patient with gold, have to be disciplined. Yep. Is it a, is it an asset 
I want to go to Rasha Banks in a second because you're the first person to give him a shout out on my podcast. And he and I have oh, a nice. very he and I have a very interesting relationship. I'll tell you the story if you want. I've never oh, shared it on the podcast. Right? Yeah, but oh. we can talk about that. Oh, cool, but let's cool. t- talk yeah. to me first about the the appeal that your strategy or the way you were trading, what appealed about that mm-hmm. specifically when it came to gold? Like, were you winning way more trades trading gold than you were Forex pairs because of the mm-hmm. strategy you were at trading? Like, what was it that made you, okay, I don't just like the volatility. Now I'm making money yeah. on it. What was the separator there? Do you have any yeah, idea? Good, yeah, good question. So once I started dedicating myself to the New York session, I started to, and only gold. Um, yes, I looked at pound yen, but mainly gold. 85% of my trades are taken on gold today. And I started watching it and I started learning about it. And I started figuring out the little nuances within it. Uh, what time volume comes in, what it likes to do when it's trending, right? A lot of time it likes to come down, create a nice support on the 30 minute time frame and move up and test that previous resistance during times of volume. So I started figuring these things out. Hey, I don't really need to be on the charts. And unless it's NY open, right? A15, you have, then you have comic, the commodity exchange open, which brings volume into gold. And then it'll kind of settle down for the new four hour. And once the four hour opens up, you have the, you know, the stock exchange that opens up at 930 and more and more volume dump into like 1030. So we found this flow. Now it switches up quarter by quarter. That's one thing we've, we've learned, but we found this flow that we were able to kind of in a way, get in this flow state with gold and really, really dialed in on the New York session and how it likes to move. And it just, it connected perfectly with our strategy because we trade with ranges. So we use pure price action and candlesticks trading, you know, breakouts of ranges or, you know, retest of support resistances and gold just moves flawlessly um, when it comes to retesting those, you know, supports and resistances. So it works out really well. Do you think it's moving off of your support and resistance level so well because it's manipulated? Uh, you know, I guess that one's always put the tinfoil hat on. Um, Tell me your come yeah, on, give yeah. me the what do you what yeah, do you most think? Like, do you, I mean, like, why do you think that's happens? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think that uh, you know, things are said, moves are made, you know, in the economy to shift the price of gold to where you know, the, the, the rulers or the, you know, the guys that be wanted to go and, you know, back and forth, but it's got some clean price action. At least they don't mess with that too much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, someone's behind the movement there. Well, fundamentally we could have a whole, probably two hour conversation about the price of gold. It's 1920 something today. Yeah. How yeah. is it 1900 yet? We had 12% inflation a year ago. Yeah. This thing should be $3,000 oh, yeah. an ounce. I think anyone yes, would agree. agree with that. So yep. it's such a weird market in my opinion to, to look at from the outside, but just yeah. like many other markets like Bitcoin, you could even argue like penny yeah. stocks. You don't need to know mm-hmm. all about the market. You don't need to know who's manipulating or moving it to get in and still make money on it. You know, how many times For do sure. we see a penny stock get pumped by a press release and you can still yep. see guys like I had Roland Wolf on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he's still going to make money on it. Doesn't matter if the press mm-hmm. release is true or false or it's manipulated or not. Yeah. There's still money to be made there, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. big time. Why, why GJ? If we could just say that too as well. Why is that the only second pair that you mentioned? Yeah, another good question, but another simple answer. It's just that was you're a simple guy, bro. I, was, I like the yeah. Simple I'm a answers. very very simple guy. Um, that was the first pair I ever started trading, and at that time in 2019. 
man, GJ was like the most volatile pair in the, in the Forex lineup. Right. So another thing about me is just like, I like the challenge. I want to, I want to, you know, that's the, that's the highest volatility pair. That's the one I want to learn. That's the one I want to grow with and use to, you know, extract money from the market. So really no, you know, crazy reason why just happen to start with that one and, you know, chip the rest of them off along the way and just hung, hung tight with a uh, pound yen. I love it. Great answer. Yeah. All right, and so also you because hear... my mentor yeah. Raja trades it and I, you know, I've watched him over and over and over again. Are you, so... do you have a relationship with him? Like, do you know him or do you just know him through the videos? Yeah. So I've been through market fluidity. I've been through all of his stuff plugged into his live streams. We'll talk here and there. He comes visits my live streams from time to time. So um, I get, I think we're beginning to, to start something, you know, and nice. uh, Hey, he, I always learned, my mentor always told me, you know, look at people, check the fruit on the tree. If they got what you want in that specific area, then shut up and listen. And that's right. one thing I've been able to do, man. Well, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about him then specifically. Do you know about the trader's domain thing? We kind of talked about this. I feel like when we met up for cigars, yes. right? Yes. So yes. what's, give me your opinion on that before I insert my opinion as I tend to do. So that I, um, to be honest, I really don't have much of an opinion. I mean, I see what happened. I, uh, I actually had a, an account as well. Um, but I just see currently right now there's, uh, there's no opportunity or no option to withdraw funds. Um, that seems to be the reality of it. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes or exactly what the details are, but, um, you know, I'm just sitting and waiting. Like it sounds like a lot of people are luckily I didn't have too much in that account, but um, pretty shocking. I'll tell you that. Pretty shocking. Is it though? Come on, bro. Take away the fact that we're on a podcast that'll be on the internet. We're, we're sitting smoking cigars. Is it that shocking that people bro. lie and 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 do stupid things and take money from? No, it can't be shocking, bro. Because everyone there's been scams in the past, right? For sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you so, when you bring it up, when you talk about it like that, yes. Yeah. Uh, but to see like a big name in the industry and a face on that kind of go down, that was a bit like, oh, wow. Okay. And then to prove your point, right. Anybody can, can do something like that. Oh, and I mean, they took money from people who were even more popular on the internet than you and me, like Pace Morby and some of these other guys, oh, like they yeah. lost millions of dollars with that whole scam as well with uncle Ted where what's yeah. uncle Ted doing now? Like, is he even on the internet? Do you know? No idea, man. No clue whatsoever. Ted um, Safranco. Last time I think what a fucking I seen name, him, bro. It was last time I think I seen anything with uh with Ted was just on a maybe an Instagram live and just looking at a couple quarters on the desk while he answered questions. <laughs> you know, it's it's these guys, bro, like him and ICT. They give me such a bad vibe, bro, because like trading is such a great business, in my opinion. It can be such a a rewarding career. And yeah. then there's just guys that have these personalities, these characteristics within them that they they bring the same thing you can bring to any other industry. They bring it into our industry, which of course, like you can't stop it. This is a free market, but it's like the ICT story about getting kidnapped or Raja moving to Dubai to to, to disassociate from the whole scam. Like there are just certain moves where then it's like, I'm never going to, no disrespect if this is disrespectful or not, but I would never interview Raja for this podcast because like I told you when we met, he fucked with me years ago, bro. You, and and here I still am doing my thing. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is, bro, I do believe he probably will hear this podcast. He probably will be hearing this because he comments on my Twitter stuff 
all the time. In fact, oh yeah, Raja is very active on Twitter. Very. But active. he doesn't like anybody. He hates everybody, and everybody I think hates him. To be honest, <laughs> he everyone that I would consider like a legit trader, like some of the guys who run these new prop firms and some of the guys yeah. who have verified track records, they all say when you don't have a camera on, I'll say it with the camera on because I'm not afraid of right. Raja Banks. They all say he's right. a scammer, but they won't yeah, admit yeah. it when I interview them. To me, he already gave off so many of the characters. I mean, like, bro, I haven't fled the country. He fled where he lives, where his family is. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many red flags where it, and he, and also again, where you just troll people all the time, you're going to bring that energy to you. You know what I'm saying? Where I think you go about building your brand differently. I'm in the same lane as you, where we're just, we don't beef with people to create attention. Yeah. And that's what he does. He, like I was going to say, he tweeted at me because I tweeted about the Israel and Hamas thing, because I'm Jewish. And Oh, bro, that tweet went crazy. Like people were ripping me up on Twitter, which is crazy because I didn't realize how many Muslim followers I had on Twitter. Mm. And he tweets back at me this whole thing, bro, paragraphs about this thing. And in the paragraphs, he called me a C-grade influencer. And I had the best reply. I was going to reply and say like, I may be a C-grade influencer, but at least I'm not a grade A scammer verified by CoffeeZilla or something like that. And I just didn't wow. even tweet it, bro, because I didn't want to – oh, my God, all his little minion followers would have come after me. And like it would have been – it's just this whole other side of our industry that I don't even really want to yeah. talk about beyond this on the podcast because I hate giving it yeah. attention. But it's like the drama. It's like the real housewives of trading. It would be like Raja yeah. Banks, Ted Safranco. You'd have ICT in there. You know what I'm saying? We, we could come up with a couple other like guru people that we could put and call them the real – homeboys of trading or whatever it's called you know what i'm saying the homeboys <laughs> yeah yeah so um while we can say what we whatever we want to say and have opinions about people it is always good to give people credit and he helped you become the trader that you are and i would say there oh, are yeah. a lot of other people who would give raja credit as well to helping them make money trading oh, yeah but what mm -hmm. what was one of the separating factors do you think once you kind of moved out and away from him that you developed on your own to make you who you are do you have anything that like happened like what evolution went did you go through after that course and how did that lead maybe as you evolved to starting live streaming and basically becoming his competition? Mm -hmm. Cause that's what you did by running a live stream. Like, you know, you're taking attention away from him in a way, right? What's up traders? A quick break from today's podcast to thank our sponsor Tradezilla. If you don't know who Tradezilla is, they are the number one trade tracking software in the world. And I'm very grateful to be partnered with them and to have them as our sponsor because it actually has made a difference in my trading and in our mentorship students who get access to Tradezilla. So now as a listener of the podcast, you guys can save 10% on your monthly or your yearly membership with them if you just use the link in the discount code down below. So thank you to Umar and the team for being our sponsor. Again, super grateful there. And I think everyone listening, if you haven't tried out this tracking software, please just go give it a try for a month. You'll never leave. The way that it presents the data, the ease of use, and the actual improvements you can make from studying your own data makes it a no-brainer. It's affordable. It'll make you more money. What are you waiting for? Link is in the description. Save 10% if you use the code down below. Now let's get back to the video. Yeah. Yeah. So um, pretty much when he went, so he was very consistent on the live streams uh, for a long time. And uh, I think I caught the tail end of it because I believe he was doing them from like 2016 or something. So I started plugging in around like 2019, 2020, 21. Yeah. And, and during that time, you know, he was transitioning and moving. And um, so oh, I like transgender, um, Raja is a transgender. <laughs> so I, I literally couldn't, couldn't learn from him anymore, right? Outside of the course and everything. But 
to, I was used to having, you know, hearing him live and having him go through current price action and everything like that. But one thing I did do was I learned, right? So I understood what he understood at that point for the most part. And, um, you know, shout out to him because he was, I was able to just duplicate what I seen him do. And he had a proven track record. Um, everything, you know, worked out well in terms of like price action. And that's when I started branching out on my own. And I was still failing as I was learning the nuances to the strategy, right? Sometimes, you know, every, everything we do is based off of price action and we, we look to trade candles, right? Just not so much trending markets, but specific candles at specific times. And I had to learn the little nuances, you know, what a setup was, what, what an entry was and ha how they, you know, correlated and how they both needed to be together. And it couldn't be one without the other. And um, so I started learning by failing. And uh, at that time, there was another guy running a live stream. His name is Don and shout out to Don too, because he helped me kind of uh, refine it and organize it and put it all together where it made sense. And it, and it became a playbook, right? He, he was the guy, you know, who was really talking about the playbook and the playbook and playbook this and, you know, trust in your playbook. And man, that, that just seemed to make sense to me. So spent some time on his stream and took a little bit from Don, took a little bit from Raja, mixed it up in my own little, you know, concoction here and um, just started, you know, started to run with it on my own. And, you know, once I had really good success, I was doing this for a while and, you know, ended up eventually moving out to Tampa. And then once I moved out to Tampa, that's when I said, you know, I think this is an opportunity now. I've been seeing a lot of good results. Um, I think I can go and start teaching people. So that's, um, that's kind of how I shaped up my strategy and then eventually led to, you know, starting the live streams and stuff. I lo love that. I think where yeah. the audience would want me to take that point would probably be, can you describe the candles a little bit to us? Can we talk about the strategy itself? Like just if you could yeah. put it to words, what does that look like? What does it mean to trade certain type of candles? Cause that's a little different than what I think my yeah. audience is used to hearing. For sure. Yeah. I think we do trade a bit on the more unique side. Um, yeah. Candle, we just trade pure price action on these candlesticks. So what'll happen a lot of times is my, my whole idea on the day is based off of the daily candle, right? If I'm looking at the previous daily candle and let's say it's closed bearish and let's say it's formed a resistance, right? Then I'm going to be bearish on that day. So my job is on to the next day. Yeah, well, yes. So on the following day, so on the following now day, we're yeah. in that day, right? And the previous yeah. candles bearish. So I come to yeah. the charts every morning, same time, top down analysis. And we see that the, the previous daily candle closed bearish. So okay. we're going to be looking for sells today. Mainly we're still open for buys and here's how we do it. So what I want to do is I want to go down to the four hour. I want to see is the four hour, did the four hour move down in London? Is it pulling back, you know, to continue down in New York? If it's moved down a bunch, I'm obviously going to sit there, wait a couple 30 minute candles, wait for some sort of resistance, wait for the volume to come in for NY open and then continue down in that trend. Now, when price does move down, right? During London, it's at some point going to create a support. Let's say on the 30 minute time frame, and then it's going to start climbing itself back up. So most times I won't touch those buys, right? I'll just let those candles form. I'll let them print. And then what I'll do is I'll wait for a candle to print in my direction, right? And if I'm looking for sales that day, uh, once I see that resistance formed and it comes during a time where there's volume, right? And then that's my opportunity 
to to get into the market for price to move back down to retest that support that it made before the retracement. Anything after that, I'll I'll leave a runner. But at that support, what I want to do, and again, when you're trading volume and you're hunting volume, that's that support will typically get tapped in one 30 minute candle. Right. So what are you doing to read the volume there? Well, I know when the when the open is, right? I know the NY. So it's based on eight. time and when the markets time. are opening, not based on an indicator. Correct. No, no indicators at all, just straight up time. I know when the markets are opening. I know when the volume comes in at this point, because again, three years every day, looking at gold, you know, understanding these things. And that's it, man. I look to get my 15, 20 pips, maybe 25, and I'm good. You know, I'm done for the day. I'll I'll close partials 80%. I'll put my stops at break even. Let the runner turn into an intraday trade if it if it can, and if not, break even. That's totally fine, and that's typically you know my trade of the day. I love that. Very concise. What time yeah. will you finish trading? Usually, I'll, I'll stop looking at the markets around eleven a.m. So right around okay. London close is usually okay. when I'm at when I'm going to get out. What do you think your win rate is? Do you know what the win rate on these trades is? Yeah. So currently today we actually brought that up on the live stream. We are seventy eight percent win rate. Currently, Bro, I mean, right that, now, and you're taking profits at what you were saying in the way that you described. It sounds like one R, two R at most. Oh yeah, yeah, one R. Yeah. I'm straight. Two sometimes yeah. it it and it all depends. So we look for clean traffic in the market. So let's say gold is consolidating a bit, and we're waiting for a breakout of that consolidation, and there's clean range to the left hand side. Well, I'm looking to target that clean range. So of course, if there's a if there's a seventy pip range. I'm going to try and hold that thing for 30, for 35 pips, right? I'm going to look left though and do it logically. I'm not just going to do it emotionally. Randomly, I, right. I want 35 pips. No, it's not no. going to go down that way. There's going to be, you know, an advantage point on the chart and I'm going to find it. And that whole trade is being planned out before it's ever taken. So I know, hey, this the range is 70. I'm closing 85% here at 35. The rest could be a runner. And, but you know what? Some days that same range will be 40 pips and I'm closing 15, 18 pips. So it all depends on the day. It all depends on the market. The market gives me the orders and I just follow them. That's the quote so far from the episode. What do you think yeah, when, you when, yeah. when you take that one R trade? Are you locking your stop at even two so you can't go negative or do you leave the stop at original position when you take profits? Yeah, most of the time I lock the stop. Yeah, I'll put it yeah. to break even. And That's why your win rate is high, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of times at that, at that advantage point that we're talking about, man, we'll close partials, rejection, back up, stops are at break even, would have got stopped out or something, you know? So yeah, at those advantage points, I always like to go break even and take some profits. So now these philosophies that you kind of have been talking about, the aggressive profit taking, trading in a specific time of day, looking for volume to be a catalyst to amplify yeah. the move. Those are principles that I'm sure Raja and, and other people like Don were pushing. Yeah. But you yeah. mentioned to me today, you just finished reading a new trading book. So can you talk about yeah. any other influences that have shaped your principles when it comes to being a trader other than maybe this new book? And I, I know you mentioned absolutely. trading in the zone. Yeah, man, absolutely. So shout out to you, bro, because yeah? your stream or not, no, I'm not sorry, I'm sure, your, your YouTube, right? A lot of your interviews have really pushed me ahead. Like, I'm talking about interviews back from like 2019, Thanks, right? Man. When I was a struggling trader and I would hear you on with James, you know, shout out to James, my buddy, James. Shout out there. to Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Yep. Yep. Brucey. And, um, 
you know, I would just hear you were a different, you were a little bit of a different swag, you know, and you were more, I got that Jewish um, homeless looking man swag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you were like a different style, you know what I mean? And I like that because I like that you had a lot of, um, guys that really traded in the pit, you know what I mean? Like really were doing this at a firm and stuff. And what that did was that really taught me professionalism in the market. So you, your, um, your interviews and podcasts, and it's funny because now we're here, right? But your interviews- Hey, but that podcasts, means I'm doing a good job, bro, because that means you've been building yeah. yourself up to get, gain that kind of attention, which then it says, hey, let's get him on the podcast, you know? So it's, it's also sure. credit to yeah. you, but I appreciate yeah, the big flowers. W, I yeah. appreciate that. W, W, yeah. W all around. All around. Uh, but yeah, but the, the Forex mindset. So my buddy, Tyler, shout out to Van Trading. He put me on with the Forex mindset and he was, he was a really good coach as well. Someone that I could relate to normal guy, wasn't super big into social media and he would just help me along the way, you know, and I would have these questions and, you know, he was much more advanced in his trading than me and doing really well. And, you know, he knew the perfect book for me. So he recommended the Forex mindset and, you know, that one just really exposed all my weaknesses at the end of the day. I mean, most traders go through the same exact thing. My story is no different, you know, struggled early on. So those books, um, a lot of podcasts, yours, you know, being one of them. And then obviously Raja and Don with the live streams just kept me on track day in and day out. And uh, one thing before we end that is when I would watch your podcast and I would hear about the professionalism, I would play tricks in my own mind. Right. So what I would do is I would get dressed up every morning, come to the desk and act as if Raja or Don was, was my senior trader. And I played this whole game in my mind that it was COVID and blah, blah, blah. And no one went into the office and blah, blah, blah. And we were assigned these certain senior traders to work under. And bro, I took it serious. I took it serious. I didn't say much, but I was in the background really, really trying to improve the game, taking notes and, um, you know, it paid off. What's your family think about the trading? That was something we really didn't talk about. What's your girl think? Like, what are you telling your kids? Are you talking to them about it already? <laughs> yeah, my wife is my number one supporter, bro. Um, she just been there with me the whole journey. You know, ever since I jumped on this entrepreneurship uh, journey in my early 20s, I think I was always entrepreneurial minded. But ever since we really got down to business, she's been my, by my side the entire time, supports everything I do, and was literally willing to sacrifice her dreams to see me rise right into she she believed in me and that's all I really needed you know at the end of the day but she loves it you know she gets an earful we always talk trading and my brothers live down here now so we're always here chatting and it's always centered around you know the markets and what gold's doing and all this stuff so she loves it you know I don't think she would uh she would um you know step out of the room she loves the conversations and she's just awesome my kids you know they're still young so they just see daddy home every, all the time. And I, I just, hey, you know, I think that they're just happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. What, what about a um, long-term investing? Do you do, because you trade gold actively, are you mm -hmm. buying gold long for like long-term buy and hold, whether it's being stored at your house or not, whatever, like, are you doing stuff like that or no, not as much? Not as much. I'm going to start doing that more now. Um, especially like with everything going on and stuff, I, I just, it's, it's good to have those assets there, but had some crypto for some time. Uh, I got rid of it probably perfect timing, uh, back in like 2021 or whatever it was. And, yep. you know, just kind of secured, secured a little stack there. And that was about it. Um, other than that, just strictly day trading, you know, I haven't really put any long-term investments in place just yet. And I think, uh, 
that's typically how it goes for guys around our age. You start doing well, start realizing, okay, I got to yeah. start saving for the future, start doing some of this more long-term investing stuff because yeah. like, I mean, you mentioned the podcast already. <clears throat> Let's talk for a second about one of the recent guests who worked in the pit, Crudelli. What, mm -hmm. do, I don't know if you remember, when I asked him on the podcast recently, I said, what's the one thing you could go back and like redo if you had to redo anything? Do you remember what he said what? or no? I don't. What did he say? He said if he could go back in time, he would want to make it so that he set himself up for when he's older to have mm. more businesses and assets and investments pay him in mm. his older years. Where he's still not yeah. at retirement age. He's still not in his – I don't even think he's in his 50s. I think he's like later 40s. I could be wrong. But like yeah, he, looks he pretty now – yeah, yeah, he looks young. I think like yeah. he now is saying like if I would have put more money even in – a dividend portfolio of stocks that just pay a small yep. dividend and just built a bigger position yep. in that he would have more income coming in now where he admits and this is a guy who's been trading every day for 40 years he's like some days i wake up and i just don't want to do that like to trade <laughs> he means he just doesn't want to yeah, trade yeah like even today right. bro like i told you i went i had a golf lesson at 10 30 and then i was out at the beach our friends have a house down under the water we were hanging out at their mm -hmm. pool so mm -hmm. there's certain days where I don't want to trade. You asked me, did you trade today? I said, no, I didn't do anything. And I yeah. said, how about you? You said, no, nothing, just choppy scratch. So there's going to be choppy days where it's like, I don't oh, want yeah. But to have those oh, businesses yeah. or have those investments that still pay yeah. you at that time, yes. that's that's the key. So it's good Big that like, time. I mean, even for guys like you and me, I think if you're under 40, to be honest, and you have that yeah. realization, it's still good timing. If you get to 40 oh, and yeah. you haven't done any real investing for your retirement yet, it's getting late. <laughs> It's getting yeah. late. <laughs> Better hit the hit the pedal, buddy. Hit the pedal. Better hit the pedal, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. What about um in-person events, bro? We should talk about this before we forget. Because you know I do my yeah. seminar in London. I've got that coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. Year. You got that coming up. Yep. Yeah, yep. bro. It's crazy. It's two months away. Not even now. That's it's, coming it's, up close now. Yeah. Close, what are you doing bro? that in December November? 1st December? in London? December. Yep. First Friday of December cool. is normally when we do you it excited in London. about that? Oh, I love it, bro. I appreciate yeah. you asking. I, I, yeah. I, it's like, bro, how often do you get 20, 30 other people together? Not only do bro. we kind of trade the same way, but we have similar belief systems. They don't come to my seminar if they are like a super Joe Biden liberal, bro. Of no course. one's paying money to come hear me talk because they think <laughs> yeah, I like Joe yeah. Biden. They're coming because oh, we have yeah, similar sure, beliefs. Sure. We're built, yeah. we're about our money. We're about our success. Yep. Like we're about the same kind of things. Definitely. I think that is like the best part of it. Yeah. The training oh, yeah. information is great. Yeah. The, the knowledge is amazing, but it's like the networking and then going out after having beer with everybody and ha it's yeah, almost as time. Time. like, yes, like-minded people, man. So yes. I always tell people association is everything, man. Like you gotta re be really careful who you hang out with. And it, Bro, you want to hear something right? crazy? Like, go ahead. I just, you know, uh, Grant Cardone. Yeah. Yep. I just got invited to his brother's house tomorrow night, Thursday night two nights from now for a party at his mansion, a casino night party at Gary Ooh, Cardone's casino house. Night. Yeah, Ooh, bro. Gary all, Cardone. all because, and Gary's not as well known as Grant, but it's his twin brother. Yeah. It looks just like him. Yeah, so, that's right. He's got a twin. Yep. He lives down here in St. Pete, bro, right in Tierra Verde, where I used to get my boat Oh, from. no way. Oh, Crazy. Cool. And I just met this guy. My wife is friends with his wife. So I, me and Greg are now connecting and Greg invites oh. me to this party. He's like, bro, there's going to be crypto guys. Do you, Lux Algo. Are you familiar with Lux Algo? They, they have indicators on trading view. They have free nah. ones and paid ones. They're, they're just, a, they, they built ICT indicators. They built uh SMC smart money concept indicators, and then they gotcha. sell them. He, he's oh. working with them. So that guy's going to be at this party. So it's all about who you oh, know, nice. bro. Yeah, I don't have any credentials huge, to be there other than my successes yeah. in my business. Like I don't have a degree sure. or some, I didn't go to Penn yeah. and make, join the good old boys club at Penn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or whatever yeah. at Wharton. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's all about who you know, like you just said, it's Definitely. the connections. And now look, now I'm going to this party. Who knows what, I'm sure I'm going to get some who podcast guests from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. And who knows you, who you meet, who knows what long-term investments you come across, right? Being Bro. that you're already looking for that is exactly. networking is huge, man. Networking well, especially too, like with the funding company stuff, and this is probably mm -hmm. where we can transition. My segues mm -hmm. are, are good today. The, yeah. the funding company thing has become yeah. a, a super hot topic, as you know, over the last couple of yeah, years. And time. like for me, bro, I'm I'm nervous for when regulation comes. So I want to be ahead of it. I want to be ready. Believe it or mm -hmm. not, you know, Top Step? Yeah. The apparently features, the guy, right? that, yeah, the guy that runs yeah. Top Step apparently lives here in St. Pete, bro. Oh, wow. No way. Yes. In so St. Pete. In St. Pete. Same with Kathy Woods from ARC. There's a lot of money here, bro. More than I think we realize sometimes. And it <sighs> keeps coming here. So like all these yeah. people are very close. They're very close to me. Wow. So it's, it's about, I think, keeping in proximity with those people and keeping in contact. But now with the funding company thing, futures, I can meet this guy at this party this weekend and I could build mm -hmm. him ratio. Top step is going to be popping, bro. I really, oh, yeah. I really oh, think yeah. that a lot of people are moving to futures. A lot, a yep. lot, yep. a lot of people are going to futures. Have you thought about it? Cause I think you can, does gold have a futures market? I think it does, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. My buddy, um, my friend Tyler that I was telling you about, he's big yeah. into futures. So he made a decision right away. Once all this started going down, boom, he bounced just right yep. over to futures Yep. He had already been trading it, you know, here and there, I think. And um, yeah, just quick transition. So see, I'm wondering yeah, man, if I, I need to be thinking it. about the same thing. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it as well. Um, you know, one of my big things was the slippage, right? Um, you know, because I just I just described to you a little bit about how I trade. And yep. um, the entry that I want is the entry that I want, right? I don't I don't, from my style, I can't afford the four or five pips slippage, you know, that right. takes It'll off screw it all a up. quarter of my trade. Right. So, um, yes, definitely thinking about it a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, everything seems the same. I'm actually working with somebody right now who just, she just trick strictly trades on the futures market and there's really no difference at all. Other than like how you calculate position size. That's yeah. It. Little stuff. Yeah. Little That's stuff. it. So yeah. I, that's why, okay, so tell me, give me your honest opinion. Am I stupid for not just jumping ship like Tyler and going right now when I think it's going to mm -hmm. need to happen? Because I look at it the same way you do. I'm like, it looks so similar. I could figure it out in a yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say you were stupid because, you Thanks, know, there's still, <laughs> there's still companies out there who that are paying are out, paying out, you know, which is the most important thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, still operating, still rolling, you know, obviously we've got our eyes opened a little bit onto, you know, what's actually happening behind the curtain. Um, as long as the payouts are there, I, I, I'm straight. But the one thing I can't deal with is the craziness within the brokers and the slippage and all that crazy stuff like that spreads just randomly, you know, on the go. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to look into futures and, and take a look and see what it's looking like over there as well. Do you have a lot of your students who are trying to get funded? A lot of guys who follow you who try to get funded? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot of people who are working on challenges. A lot of people who have been funded, been paid out as well. Um, so, you know, it's really the people who've been working for a long time that I feel for. Um, not God, not you or not me, but the guys who have really been grinding away and maybe they were on they just finished phase one or phase two or about to get their first payout or something like that those are the people who i really feel for in Me that too, situation bro. man yeah i had i mean between how much money we had with my forex funds like me and my coaches was over a million mm -hmm. bucks between all of us mm -hmm. just doing payouts with like five guys that i know i didn't have the payout mm -hmm. due but some of them did and we're talking yeah. like 10 or 15 grand yeah i mean that's, that's just your circle right that's yeah just that's your... just gone yeah, just gone. So yeah, so it's tough. I I think yeah. that overall, 
regulation will be good for the industry. Mm, like it'll it'll crank, you know, get rid of the crap and then let the yeah. the cream rise. Um, yeah, for sure. But I think it'll scare people at first, for sure. I think it's going to shake things up a little bit. But definitely, what's most important is that you have the skill, right? Like as long as you yeah. know how to trade, doesn't matter exactly. what firm, someone will hire you if you've got the track record, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the coolest part is once you've got the skill and you've put in the work, no one can take that from you. They can shut companies down. Like obviously, you know, we have a lot of people on the live streams and, you know, people were, I remember like the, the week after that happened and everyone was running around like chicken like chicken with their, with their head cut off. Cut off. You know what yes, I mean? Bro. It's like, yo, there's really nothing we can do at this point. What are you going right? to do? So, right. What, what can we do, right? We can fund an account ourselves, or we can go and visit another one of these prop firms. It's one or the other. It, there is no crying in between. It's let's make a decision and let's continue on, you know, let's continue winning and doing what we do. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, you can only control basic. what you can control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically the same boat that I'm in. I think the, yeah. the future of retail trading is probably very bright, even though the funding thing is going to be hairy. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. the next couple yeah. of years, it's going to be a little weird. I think right. the, there's going to be more retail traders in the future than there are now. It's always been that way. There's always I been an so. increase in traders, you know? Yeah. And I think that'll yeah. open up good opportunity for guys like you and me, because now like with your experience, mm. I'm sure you have students, like you have a guy, I believe who you have coached that is now part of like one of your coaches, kind of like I have Tom and James, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So we have a few coaches. Yeah. So now you have guys that you're bringing up through the funnel, like I was saying, like yeah. we have done that have come up yeah. organically. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, they're just going to be more guys that are going to help shortcut the learning curve for other traders who are new to the business, who are not doing well for regardless exactly. of a prop firm, regardless of anything else, the skill gets easier to attain, which is kind of crazy to think about. 100%. Cause like, bro, when it you and really me got does. into trading, you found Raja, I found nobody, yeah. bro. I was just following <laughs> random videos. I had nobody. And now yeah. it's like, you can't even go on the internet without hearing about somebody who's a day trader, I feel like, even if you've never yeah. clicked on day trading before, yeah. right? The algorithm just sends you your local day trader. Here you go. Look at him. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I think it's, ne it's there's never been a greater opportunity for one to learn how to view the markets in a profitable way. Now, the problem with that becomes where do you learn, right? right. And Because you can learn the wrong know, information. There's definitely people out there that push the wrong information. That and there's just so much out there. It's information overload, it's overwhelming, yeah. right? If one strategy just don't work, hey, go hop to the other one, right? But you and I know that those are failure trader traits, right? But they just can't seem to, uh, you know, stop scrolling down the YouTube timeline. <laughs> they think that it, this is one of the things I've learned this year for sure. They think that an indicator is going to fix their problems. They think that a strategy is going to fix their problems when mm -hmm. it's not that most of the time you need that, but that right. is not going to fix the things within you that allow right. you to either succeed or fail as a trader. What's been the biggest 100%. thing that you've had to work through on your own since we didn't really talk about that? Like what's been some of like the areas of your trading that you've struggled with and you have had yeah. to work through it? Yeah. Good question. The, the biggest one for me was uh, revenge trading. So early on, and you can, you can throw over trading in that too, obviously, but um, you know, early on I felt, Hey, if I woke up early, you know, I did this stupid morning routine thing. Time right? to trade. And yeah, it's time to trade, right? So there was no way I was leaving the desk without putting a trade on that day, right? <laughs> and, you know, so one thing with me was I would take a loss and, you know, probably be over-risking. And my my thing was I'm going to get it back, you know, and that never goes well. And I started to find that out, right? Usually it becomes a downward spiral from that point. And that's what 
that's what um Tyler told me when I came to him with these issues, you know, at that time. And he um he really put me on. He said, you know what? It you really just gotta stop trading, right? If you take a loss and you're dealing with that, and that's something that ticks your emotion as an individual, when you take a loss, cut it out. Just done for the day because it never ends well, right? Because I can take a loss and then get it back and then go, ooh, that was easy. But you're maybe I can end the day at it. Yeah, maybe I can end the day in profit. And then you take an even bigger loss, right? And if you weren't okay with the first loss, you damn sure ain't okay with the size of the second one. So it begins to get revenge. And that was one thing that I had to work through. And, you know, I had... I had blown a lot of money learning that lesson, but eventually got it, you know, eventually got it. Didn't have to make that mistake anymore. And, you know, one thing that Raja said when I was struggling with that too, was he's like, you want to change your trading this year? You want to change everything? One to two trades a day, max, call it a day. And I was like, okay, I could stick to something like that. So I just started one to two trades a day, one to two trades a day, got into the habit of that. And, you know, today we take one, maybe two trades a day. I do one trade. If I win, I stop. If I lose, I'll be willing to take a second trade. That's the rules I mm-hmm. have right now. Yeah. Nice. I think nice. I've been another, I would go off of what Raja said. I've been telling people, imagine like if I could go back in time for so many traders, including myself, if you could just look like what would be the ideal one year, first year of trading? Well, if you just did this one trade a day rule, and if you lose mm-hmm. the first trade, you only take one more trade. So you have two trades a day max, and you take one R profits and you win at 60%, even maybe 70% of the time. You will have an amazing first year. You will be profitable. You will be a part of the top 0.1%, if not even smaller. So I think people have to zoom out too. It's like, yes, take less trades and see what they do for you over the longer period of time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. You got to be long-term, right? You got to think long-term. That was, that's the other thing for me. I started thinking long-term instead of thinking about, you know, having a kid helps, right? Yes. You know, having a kid helped. I mean, that was really a, a major defining moment because, you know, there was really two things that went into the the level up on, in my maturity. I think I would use that word, maturity, right? I started to get mature in the markets because number one, I had empty promises that I've been making to my wife for years, right? That I needed to fulfill as a man. Also, my wife was pregnant with our first daughter. So this be- started to become bigger than me. And, you know, I had some money saved up and some hustles going. And I um I thought, hey, if I don't clean my act up here, I'm going to blow all this money. This is my window. This is my window of opportunity here. And I just, I don't know, man. It was one day I flipped the switch and said, I'm not going to make those mistakes anymore. And just got disciplined, bro. Like extremely disciplined. It was either there or it wasn't. There was no guessing. There was no maybe. So are you doing something now consistently to remind yourself to stay disciplined? Like, do you look at your daughter every morning before you start trading? Like, (laughs) this is for you. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that. And I used to still blow accounts. I'm like, no, it's my favorite. (laughs) See what you made me do. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, um, I think I'm just in such flow state at this point now that I know what I have to do. You know, I know what needs to be done. I know that, you know, there's a fine line in in, in trading from being a professional and being a gambler. And you don't want to cross that line. And I've got a playbook that works right? I told you we have like a 78, we average around 80% win rate over the last two years with this specific playbook. So 
it's either my playbook or not. You know what I mean? It's no guessing. It's, it's either there, it's either obviously there or it obviously isn't. Um, so at this point, I never have a problem with, you know, holding off and waiting for the highest quality, highest probability trade setup I could find. I think for the traders who are listening to this, this far to the end of our conversation today, we appreciate you, but also just take like what Nick is saying and peel it back. It doesn't matter what strategy you're trading. Me, ASFX mm -hmm. strategies, his, nope. you need the playbook. You need to yes. know what is your strategy? What is your edge? What does that repeatable process look like off the chart to set yourself up for success and on the chart? It's both. The mm -hmm. playbook is the pre-trading routine, but it's also yeah. what does the setup look like and what variables come together to make that setup be your setup, you know? Dude, I a hundred percent agree on that because, you know, my mentor used to say, how you do anything is how you do everything. You oh, know? bro. That's so my quote, bro. That's in my email. Oh, I love that. It's like my favorite quote of life, bro. Yeah, dude. And you know, it's, it's so true. And I always say it all the time. Like if you, um, we joke about it on the live stream. It's like, if you're that guy that, you know, spills a little bit of milk on the counter and you don't wipe it up, you're not disciplined to your playbook. Or if you're the guy who throws your hoodie on the floor instead of just simply hanging it up real quick, you're not a disciplined trader. And I can tell very quickly just by what someone says, what they do off the charts, what their results are looking like on the charts. It's, Spot on. it's no surprise, bro. No surprise. Bro, I think like for anything, you know how everybody be like posting their gym pick of like them working out. Those mm -hmm. are the people who like, if I, like I, you know, I'm in, I'm in there pretty regularly. I think people see that I'm in there regularly and tie it into a correlation of like, if he's showing the discipline at his gym, he can show discipline mm -hmm. on his trading. But if I'm oh, in the yeah. gym, like once a week, every other week, like you said, yeah. if I, yeah. again, there's a million analogies. When I was a younger bro, my soccer coach, I was running in to go get subbed in. So I'm running to the 50 yard line and I take my water cup and it was like a, like a little paper one. You just crinkle up and throw away. And I oh, threw yeah, it at yeah. the trash can and I missed and I just kept running. And I was like 14, 13 at the time, maybe 12, something like that. And my coach ripped me a new one. He was like, silver. And he explained to me, he's like, you're going to tell me you're going to go out there and play a great game, but you can't even throw the cup away yeah. properly and pick it up when you missed. Come on. So true. And it's, so bro, it's stuck with, I'm 28 and it's still like point. right in my face was him yelling yeah. at me. And it stuck with me. Yeah. And that's why like, you know, not, not that this is a trading related thing, but sports like have taught me so much, I think about discipline and, and accountability oh, yeah. for your actions. You know what I mean? When oh, you lose yeah, a game time. in sports- what are you going to do, bro? Blame who? Your mother? No, it's right. you. You didn't practice. You didn't show up. You didn't work hard yeah. enough. Same thing in trading. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Success principles apply to, they're the to same. Everything. No matter what you're applying them to, they're, the success principles never change. And that's why I think people who are successful in one area of life can come into trading and be successful quicker oh, yeah. than someone who has never tasted success before someone who has yeah. never had to put in hard work, eat some losses, take some determination. Like yeah. when I hear a guy, I got a guy right now who I'm coaching, who's like an ex drug addict. He's got a bunch of other characteristics that some people would look at and say like, he cannot be a trader. This guy hustles. This guy overcomes things. This guy has a work ethic that most people can't mm -hmm. even compare to. I can take that guy mm -hmm. and I can help him trade hundred yes, percent, but it's, exactly. it's the other guys who are not willing to put in the work, who don't have those right. characteristics that successful people have. They're never going to make yes. it in this business, but they think that they can, right? Cause it's so easy. It's just sitting here and clicking buttons all day. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's so true, man. The, the guys who I love to work with are the guys who have already created some sort of success in their life. It doesn't, they don't have to be gazillionaires. Billionaires, right. Yeah, no, but hey, I, I played D1 football. I played D1. Yes. This, I was in right? the military. Any, yeah, military D1. If that's you, I want to work with you because I know. You hear that, that everybody? Nick doesn't want you if you're D3. D3 <laughs> athletes walk away. 
you're D3. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that those people are going to pay attention because they understand the laws that govern success, no matter what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, I love it. All right. Last question, Nick. We could keep going. I know yeah. forever, bro, but we have yeah, to put a pin in it for part two. Yeah. What would be one quick piece of advice that you would give to your younger self if you had to go back to when you first started trading? What would you say? I would say just take your time with it. Don't rush, right? Let these things come naturally. Success is always comes best when it comes naturally, right? Understand that there is a sowing and a reaping process to anything you're going to do in life, right? And be willing to stay down until you come up, right? Take your time, learn a playbook. That's a big thing with trading. Make sure you understand how a playbook works and wait for the best quality setups you can find. Don't touch anything outside of it. If you lose a trade, don't worry. You can get it back the next day. That's what I would tell myself, man. It's great advice. Not easy to follow all the time, especially as a new trader, yeah. but it is easier it is great said advice. than done. Yeah. As a new Which trader, a it's a bit difficult. Yeah. 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 All right, Nick. It's been great, bro. Tell everybody where Definitely. they can connect with you. Where's the best way to, to connect with you? Yeah, you guys can um you guys can find us on YouTube. So time to eat trading. Uh we live stream every single morning. So come on down. Let us know that you came from the ASFX podcast. Say hello and you know, any questions that you have, you guys are more than more than welcome to ask. Where that's I recommend that everybody get in there. Yeah. He's got a lot of viewers. He's getting nine, eight thousand viewers a day, I think, something like that right now. So a lot of value yeah. in there. Yeah, the stream is growing. A lot of people impacted, a lot of a lot of people passing their funded challenges. And that's the coolest part about it is to, you know, really see the language, right? The same language being talked throughout within the community. Everybody learning, everybody growing. It's just, it's just an incredible, um, incredible community. So yeah, tune into the live streams Monday through Friday. We trade the New York session. And then you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, ITS. So it's Nick Stewart with an underscore at the end. And that's, that's about it. I appreciate you, bro. I know the audience yeah. appreciates you as well. So everybody check the links. Everything will be down in the description. Nick, thank you, bro. Until next yes, time, sir. we'll pause it here. And for all our listeners, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of our future episodes and for when we bring Nick back on maybe in 2024. But for today, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Yep. Later. Later.